Hi, it's David, the host, and you should know that I'm a big Paris Saint-Germain fan. This series of podcasts will give you the inside story and some of the key moments in the history of our great club. Paris et Magique, this podcast breathes life into the history of PSG. Paris et Magique. Magic as the story I'm going to tell you in this episode. Paris et Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast introduced by all Accord Live Limitless, the official principal partner. It's June 1974, the 4th of June to be precise. All together, the jubilant fans are chanting over and over, Paris, Paris, Paris. The players embark on a joyful lap of honor. Paris Saint-Germain sports director Just Fontaine collapses on the Parc des Princes pitch. There's a huge release of tension at the end of the match, which has just sent PSG into the top tier of French football. That day, the liberation came, but it was long in coming. L'Equipe newspaper's front page headline the following day read, Paris in the promised land, but after a huge struggle. Here we are, Paris Saint-Germain in the first division. We were quaking in our boots last night at the Parc des Princes. For the second playoff leg against Valenciennes, club directors opened the turnstiles, allowing fans into the Parc des Princes for free. Nearly 20,000 supporters were all too keen to take up on the offer. The stakes are huge. The Capital City Club has the chance to earn a prime spot in the French football landscape. President Daniel Hester agreed an unprecedented partnership with RTL in December, which saw a 1.2 million franc grant awarded to PSG, the equivalent of around $200,000. If they didn't win promotion to Division I, however, they would have to refund it. So yes, PSG has a date with destiny. Eric Renault remembers it well. The pre-match team talk was the shortest I ever experienced in my career as a footballer. I think it lasted between 30 seconds and a minute. The equation is simple. If we go up, you'll have the Parc des Princes with 45,000 fans. If we don't, it'll be 1,500. There were no ifs and buts. Over to you to do the business. Beaten 2-1 three days earlier in the first leg away to Valenciennes, Jos Fontaine's men needed to rise to their game. And time is of the essence. Like goalkeeper Jackie Planchard, the Parisian team was ready. The opening stages were more or less like any other game. We still had to stay focused, not lose concentration, and just overlook the stress, because getting to the top tier was the best thing that could happen to us. Put through by Jean-Pierre Dogliani, Congolese attacker Francois Mpele opens the score in the first half, thanks to a magnificent touch control and strike from just inside the penalty area. But the Parisians are rash in defense and let Valenciennes steal an equalizer just before halftime. Despite the pressure, Just Fontaine doesn't get overwhelmed. Guys, if you want to win, it's not going to be playing like that. Press the ball quicker. We're playing like granddads out there. You just need to raise the tempo and show we want to win this match. The Parisians are caught out again right after the restart, but remain united. At that very moment, things that might seem anecdotal provide them with strength. Between the first leg away at Valenciennes and the second leg, Eric Renault, a club youth product, got married. 
It was an important event for the Parisian group and, of course, for Eric Renault. All the technical staff were there, the directors, the players and their wives, the singletons. We had a great celebration that brought a little something extra, which was nothing to do with the football side. But more the group atmosphere and motivation. We didn't let things get to us at the time. We just did things as they came along. Made for a few days of relaxation before this really important second leg. Super important, quoi. Captain Dogliani leads by example and sets the team back in the right direction. He sneaks into the penalty area at pace and sides foot home unfalteringly to make it 2-2 with an hour on the clock. Jackie Planchard remembers. Jean-Pierre had even more pressure on his shoulders than the rest of us because he was the captain and he had been boosting us for three months already. He always tried to stay positive regarding the big date that was coming up for us. Paris are on top and pressing. Just five minutes later, Michel Marella pops up all alone in front of the Valenciennes goalkeeper and sticks home the third Parisian goal. The two sides are level on aggregate. Away goals don't count as double at the time, so Paris need to score one more to seal their promotion to Division 1. Jackie Planchard recalls. When we scored the third goal, it was out of the question we were settling for that. Dogliani manages to go above and beyond. In the 75th minute, the French international makes a run forward, just managing to stay on side. And with a magnificent dummy, leaves the Valenciennes goalkeeper rooted to the spot. That makes it 4-2, and at that moment in time, Paris are headed to the first division. And for Eric Renault, it was a release. I remember that goal very well, because it was the one that set us free, even if there was still time left to play. We knew that if we had to kick the ball out over the top of the Parc des Princes stands, we would do it. At the time, there were no balls dotted around the pitch for ball boys to throw in. So, if you lost a ball, you'd need 10 minutes to find another one. For sure, the last 5-10 minutes weren't the most gripping to watch. But we had the result we needed. And the fans in the stands were happy to see a Parisian club reach the first division. The Valenciennes defense regrets letting him through thinking he was offside. The man himself was adamant after the game, and for a long time to come, explaining with a remarkable composure, I wasn't offside, otherwise the ref would have called it. Jackie Planchard remembers his friend Dogli and this happy ending. When he scores that goal, he's in a trance. Even in the changing room, he was completely... For us, it's difficult to explain it, because we're all kind of in a dreamlike state. And what the record books don't show, the Parisian club directors weren't even aiming for promotion that season. Daniel Hester's time as president, with the aura he had at the time in the business world, Francis Borelli, Jean-Paul Belmondo, all that attracted a lot of people who got caught up in the game. And to be in the first division eight months later was pretty damn sweet. 
The events of the 4th of June 1974 is enough to erase memories of the four previous seasons, which had seen a Division II title win, a merger with Paris Football Club, and an administrative relegation to Division III. The hard part is done, but now it's going to get even harder because the Parisian fans expect us to build a great team. We're going to try to give them lots of special moments, but not as draining as tonight. I'm totally wiped. It's this unforgettable memory of my little career, taking the club from the capital up and seeing that to this day they've never gone back down. It makes you feel you've helped chip in a bit. These days I'm still married to the same person and PSG have never gone back down to the second division. Almost 50 years later, Paris Saint-Germain has established itself as a league on a powerhouse. But the club, of course, are still dreaming of even bigger things. Paris et Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast introduced by all. Accord Live Limitless, the official principal partner who guarantees the best prices for your hotel stays on all.com. Written by Melina Boati, narrated by David the Host, and produced by Baba Bem. 